Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Finally Girl, a horror movie podcast where each week we chronicle and critique a beloved, underappreciated, or cult horror film. I am one of your co-hosts, Michael, and I've seen a lot of horror movies. And I'm your other co-host, Eliza, and I've seen... We're, we're getting on to, like, 20 now. Six or seven. <laughs> yeah, we're getting up there. Yeah. Well, this is it. We're on the road to Scream 6. So exciting. I was really excited to watch Scream. Yeah, I was excited, too. Of course, before we watched it, I did watch an hour and a half documentary about the movie. So What was it called? Scream, The Inside Story. Oh, clever. I'm pretty sure that's like an old TV show. Oh, okay. Like The Inside Story. The Inside Story. Get the like scoop. Like on the Bio channel. I don't think the Bio channel exists anymore. I think it's just Does ID. It not? Yeah, it's ID TV. I think those, you know. Who did I move in next door to? That's, those oh, are the, the shows the, that the they kill, have. Well, yeah, yeah, like the, the baby Who did I marry? killer next door. Yeah. <laughs> I married a, a murderer. I married a murderer. I love it. Love them all. Yeah, no, I do not. I know you don't. I did when I was younger. I They're so dramatic. It's so yeah, good. I can't, I can't do it anymore. The The reenactments are fantastic. Ah, uh, the reenactments. You don't see that much anymore. Mm-mm. They're so good. Um, There was a documentary series, at Dark Side of the Ring, that aired on Vice about the dark side of pro wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> that had reenactments like that. That's so cool. That was pretty fun. <laughs> they were pretty goofy. I love that. But I kind of, that kind of fits the, uh, the the genre of wrestling i suppose but we're not talking about wrestling today oh unfortunately yeah we're talking Ghostface. yeah what do you remember what do you know about scream what have you um, i've seen scary movie okay so that's about it so i'll just get the first trivia bit out of the way that th- this movie was supposed to be called scary movie and that's where scary oh. movie gets its title i didn't know that that's cool yeah kevin williamson the writer who we discussed mm-hmm. in our previous episode, Sick. Yeah, he came up with the title, Scary Movie. And then Bob Weinstein, or or I don't know specifically Bob Weinstein, but in the Scream, the inside story, he uh, he he says that he came up with, or at least the, him or the, or the brother, him and his brother Harvey came up with Scream, which I think is a better title. It's definitely a better title. Scary Movie does fit better for Scary Movie as a spoof. Yeah. And I mean, this is a send-up of horror, of sl- of the slasher genre. It's so good, though. Well, yeah, a lot of... I mean, there are many parodies that are, are great. This is Spinal Tap, you know? That first one, that's probably the best example. Pop Star, Never Stop Stopping. I don't know that one. Dewey Cox, The Walk Hard... Story. Oh, Dewey. Or Walk Hard, the Dewey Cox story. Not Dewey Cox, the Walk Hard story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You remember Scream growing up at all? Yeah, I mean, ghost faces everywhere. Growing up, I guess I, I knew the the phone calls and the what's your favorite well, scary movie. Because it's spoofed in scary movie. Yeah, that's why I think yeah. that all I know is from scary movie, which I love scary movie. When do you think I first saw Scream? Okay, because you're asking me this question, now I want to say just like a couple years ago, but I was yeah. thinking when you were so a kid. So you think when I was... Ghostface deterred me from Scream when I was younger. Why? Because I thought he looked very lame. 
Really? He's I thought he looked really lame. I was like, what, why? Why is this scary? It's scary. I still don't find him, at least like the costume design. No, but scary. It but, makes sense. But it, yeah, no, but it makes it, it. It adds to because he's not. You know, this is not Michael Myers. This no. is not. This is a very different slasher villain than we're used to. Yeah, it's not Mrs. Voorhees. And it's it's a mantle. It's not like this isn't one person. Yeah, that's true. Did they make this mask for this movie? No, nope. because nope. I, I was gonna say because in the movie they say they, these masks are everywhere. Yeah, right it now. was it was made for like party stores for novelty shops. You know, like so it actually was a party. costume. Yeah, but it wasn't based off of anything. It was just a yeah. a ghost face. Wow. Yeah, that's wild. It was it was made in the early 90s 1990 1991 the costume yeah yeah well the mask because it really it's just like the mask is the only part of the original like so they added the little poncho it's not even a poncho (laughs) it's It's... like a cape but it's not a cape it's like a dress it's like what like the grim reaper would wear you know yeah it's a poncho it's not a poncho it's (laughs) no poncho attributes to it at all you love it it's terrible to wear in the rain i would love it it wouldn't be a poncho for rain it's like a poncho like a fabric poncho like in the movie uh emperor's new groove he wears a poncho ponchos aren't just rain ponchos it's not a poncho. <laughs> <laughs> I can't keep saying the word poncho. It's getting, it's getting a little annoying. Yeah, no, I had not seen Scream until 2018. Really? Yeah, it was before the pandemic. I know, but I can't remember if it was 2018, 2019, or 2017. Uh, and I watched all three in one. Well, the first three in, in one night. So you liked it then? Yeah. Oh, I mean, I, I, I loved it. I still love it. It's not like it's been. A long time since I first saw it, but I've probably seen it half a dozen times since I saw it the first time. Okay. So yeah, this has become a yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's become a big deal for me, a big uh, bigger deal than I thought it would. I really wish I would saw it when I was younger, for sure. Yeah. Of course, when I saw if I saw it when I was younger, I don't know if I would fully grasp why it is so important. I want you to understand how important this is for horror especially at the time like this is this is a big change in horror because if you think about the 90s horror at least in the mainstream was dying we can look at the big three villains of the 80s freddie michael and jason and look at the sequels that they had around this time in 95 a year before that we had the curse of michael myers the sixth century and halloween franchise and that only made $15 million at the box office. In 93, a couple years before that, Jason's latest installment was Jason Goes to Hell, The Final Friday. That made 15 mil as well. And in 94, Wes Craven's new Nightmare, which was the second movie that Craven directed in the Nightmare franchise only made 19 million the movie is not representative of the time because that is a very different nightmare movie because it is very meta like this movie it is a precursor to scream really and that's something obviously we'll get to when we get to in the nightmare but that only made 19 million so it was we weren't they weren't making big money anymore okay and they were and people were tired of the formula and you can see that in scream you can see 
the people like the people shouting when we're when randy hosts the little halloween mm -hmm. watch like along. screening screening like you can see the people you know telling don't don't do that don't do like people and we still see that now today ways like, it's, to survive it, a horror movie it, it, it's it's come back it's come back like i mean i mean i should say come, it's come back it never really went away but this movie was finally like hey we know that you, the main you know the moviegoers were they're tired of the formula and we're gonna comment on it like this was the first time that anybody had ever done that like this is this is big but now like today like everything everything's meta everything yeah like, for god's sakes if you put on an episode of rick and morty every every other joke is some m stupid fucking meta joke it, yeah. you can't get away from it mcu is littered with everything's everything's meta everything is self-referential so do you think scream then revived for lack of a better word horror um yeah I don't want to say it, it, it revived it in the mainstream for sure. Yeah. Because it also, it brought in, it brought in a lot of up and coming stars. A lot of them were already stars. Um, two of them, I, I would, I would say two of them were really, uh, and they weren't really like at their peak. I would say three. I would argue three. Like Drew Barrymore, Nev Campbell, and Courtney Cox. Okay. I mean, I, I was going to say that. I wasn't going to include Drew Barrymore because she's, she's in, in it for, only for 13 minutes. Yeah, but still. Yeah, you're, I mean, you're right. And she was, she's all over the posters and... Yeah, she's the girl. Yeah, they, everybody thought she was going to be the girl. Did you think she was going to be the girl? I mean, no. you asked me, is Drew Barrymore in Scream? And I kept saying yes and yes. <laughs> I didn't think she was going to be the girl because I did know... Okay. I listened to a lot of podcasts and one specific podcast, his childhood crush was Nev Campbell. And they talked a little bit about the new scream coming out. It was last year or the year before, whatever it was last year. Yeah. Yeah. And they were like, Oh, Nev Campbell, David Arquette, Courtney Cox. And they, no one ever mentioned Drew Barrymore. So I just assumed okay. Drew Barrymore wasn't going to be a main character. But I also have seen Scary Movie, and I don't think the person at the beginning of Scary Movie was in the rest of the movie. I can't remember. I haven't seen Scary Movie in like at least ten yeah, years. Yeah, I don't think I, it, I don't think so because it's just like that. Those are very much you know segmented, almost like anthology films. Yeah, so I don't know. But I knew she was in it. I didn't know she was the one on the poster until I asked. I was like, "Who was on the poster?" <laughs> and he told me Drew Barrymore. And then I had to look, and I was like, "Oh yeah." That's definitely Drew Barrymore. Yeah, and like everything leading up to this movie, like she was, she was all over everything. Like, and a lot of people thought that she was going to be the the star, and she was supposed to be Sydney Prescott. Was she supposed? She to She originally signed on to be Sydney Prescott. She eventually was like, eh. She still wanted to be in it, so they they made her the. The first girl. The first girl in the beginning there. I loved her performance, though. I thought she was great. And that first 13 minutes is, like... Pretty intense. Yeah, it's really... It's, it's amazing. In fact, it really, it, those first, first 13 minutes probably saved the movie because the Weinsteins were, like... Well, they didn't think that Ghostface was scary. They're looking at, like, the footage that comes in each day and be like, this doesn't... This isn't scary. This, we don't find like no one's gonna find this scary what and then they put together a 13 minute 
cut of that opening, which is pretty much what you see in the film. And then they were like, well, fuck, what do we know? It's, it's going to be that. That was amazing. So like, really that. Yeah. Those first 13 minutes, if it weren't, if no, if it, if people weren't on their fucking game, I mean, there might not be a scream. They Interesting. Just, or Wes Craven might have got fired or something, you know? I don't even think that's the best scene in the movie. I mean, I love that scene and I love the performance, but I wouldn't say that's the best scene in the whole movie. I... I think it is. I don't... It, it's very close with, like, the ending. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if it gets... The movie ever gets as intense as it does in that opening yeah i mean i yeah it may be not as scary throughout the rest of the movie as that first 13 minutes but the most the, the my favorite scene i guess i should say is with matthew lillard and um whatever his name is billy skeet Ulrich. yeah in the in the kitchen with Nev Campbell. Yeah, I mean, that that's fantastic, too, but I just, I don't, you know, I, I, that really sets the, that first scene sets the tone for the rest of the movie, and I don't know, it just doesn't, it never, I don't want to say it never lives up to that again, but. Yeah, I wouldn't say that. Because, it, I mean, the movie's great throughout, but it's just so hard to top that scene, because that scene's like, like perfect you just you can't you can't i don't know you just you it's like you just can't do any, i mean and it's not it's not the movie's fault and like you just can't beat it you can't beat it for the right like there's nothing else you can do to top that yeah i don't know to, that like intensity like i already want to watch it again well i mean we got we got four more movies. Well, five more movies to get through, including Scream 6. I'm really excited. This is probably... I'm not probably. This is my favorite, I think, franchise that we've done so far. Out of Halloween, I love Halloween. Well, we don't even... We don't even... Well, I would... Well, hold on. <laughs> you don't even... Know. After the first movie, I should say. We don't even know. Watching yet. the first movie of... Now I've watched the first movie of Halloween... Nightmare, Nightmare on Elm Street, Friday, Friday the, 13th. the 13th, and now Scream. Scream's my favorite. So it's your, so is it your favorite movie we've done then? No. That's your favorite movie. And it's tied between like Mungo and Sick. Oh, wow. So you think Sick's better than, but, than Scream? No. I just, I just enjoyed it. I don't know. I don't know. I like Scream a lot. I thought, okay, so before, before last night when we watched Scream, Nightmare on Elm Street was my favorite. Okay. So now, it's Scream. Scream, okay, so Scream is your favorite, do you think, so far? I think, yeah, Scream is, I, I do feel like Scream yeah, is sick, but. I, I mean, I had a feeling it would be. Especially with Matthew Lillard. I didn't I realize know. he was such a big character in this movie. I didn't know you liked Matthew Lillard. Excuse me? Cool. <laughs> what? All right. What do you like him from? Without a Paddle and Scooby-Doo. Yeah. I mean, I, I, <laughs> but without I a Paddle. I didn't know you cared about the Scooby-Doo live action movies I so do much. care about the Scooby-Doo live action movies. So Scream comes out back to our, like, where we were with culturally in the 90s. Scream comes out. What year? 96. The year of our birth. Yes. 
December of 96, so it's Christmas time. It makes $6 million in the first week. So they were like, oh, it's not really going to do Sucks. anything. <laughs> the next week, it makes $6 million again, and people are like, oh, oh wow, it didn't drop. Like, that's a big deal when the when a movie doesn't drop, drop off in the second week. Right. And then the third week, it makes $10 million. And in December? Yeah. Weird. Yeah. yeah. And... It ran in theaters for 31 weeks, more than half a year, and made over $170 million worldwide. Do you think the internet did anything for that? I mean, it was coming... The internet was more widely used by 96 than yeah. the other big films, obviously. I just think word of mouth in general okay. really helped it, because I think people... I'm sure when it was coming out, people were like, oh, this is another... Slash killed the dead teenager movie. That, yeah, and so like people are like, oh okay, whatever. And then, and then by the third week, people like people hear from it. No, it's not. It's actually pretty good. It's very different. That is so weird in December. Yeah, the the idea, at least in the the documentary watch, was like, oh well, horror movie goers don't have anything to see in December, so let's put it there. Okay, I'll take it. But yeah, so it it be, you know it became a, a huge hit. <laughs> I really wish they would have touched on, or at least I, I don't know, I haven't found, in my research, I didn't find anything about what those, like, first, that first week was of Scream, like, what people, like, what Wes Craven was thinking, or Kevin Williamson, or they just like, oh, well, it's... Oh, well, we made a movie, Like, that's how, it. how on edge were they? Because they, they mentioned, like, they go, oh, well, this isn't gonna go over well yeah but i really <laughs> like what was is that week really like you're just sitting on the edge of your seat well you definitely was... don't think it's gonna go up and yeah the, especially turn yeah i mean the like third the third week. the third week like that's like that Jumping almost never million? that almost never happens that's awesome so we'll talk a little bit about kevin williamson again our boy creator of dawson's creek creator of vampire diaries so influences for Scream, obviously, horror movies, slashers in general. While he was writing the screenplay, he had the Halloween soundtrack on. So he listened to the Halloween soundtrack. <laughs> Fun. We hear it. We hear the Halloween soundtrack in the movie. Don't Fear the Reaper. Uh, Don't Fear the Reaper, an acoustic cover of Don't Fear the Reaper is in it. The, the music in this movie is so in the background. It's really something, don't you think? Like, it really is... It seems not... like they're listening to it there on yeah, it set. Yeah, do, it does feel diegetic. Yeah. I, I, I don't remember who I was talking to, but when I told them I watched Scream for the first time, like, they were like, oh, that the soundtrack from that movie is just so 90s. Like, there's so many, like, great 90s stuff on there. Like, I... There was a soundtrack that, honest to God, like, the first time I saw the movie, I was like, like, their, their song, like, it is so, like, in the background. No, it definitely felt like the music was an afterthought. Like, Wait, they were like, oh, let's put some, let's put some tunes in this thing. And then it was like, uh, I know in, in Scream 2, and of course, 90s for me is, like, not a good music decade at all. Are you kidding? Okay, whatever. We'll talk about that another for, time. For mo most of the par most part, I just do not... Oh. I'm not a nine. I'm not really a '90s guy. I'm gonna smack you. What's I'm not that? really a '90s guy culturally in general. So that's another thing. Where, like I don't. I'm not gonna recognize a lot of these songs. Like I do not. Even like people, people think I'm nuts. Like I don't know a lot of like aughts hits at all. Yeah, really, I didn't know that about you. I don't. I mean, like if it's not like 
alternative rock hits from the 2000s. I don't know. I don't know that I probably don't know the songs very well. Since when have you not known 2000s music? I mean, like popular, like popular music from the 2000s. There's, I'm sure like I know like, oh God, this is embarrassing, but I'm trying to like. Hey, uh. Is, was, uh Beyonce was big in the aughts, right? Yeah. I mean, she's still Destiny's pretty big. Destiny's Child in the early aughts. Yeah, I, I couldn't like. I, pr- I couldn't name a Destiny's Child. So, I mean, if I heard it, I would probably be like, oh, I've heard that before. I mean, to be honest, I don't think I could name a Destiny's Child song. But if I heard it, I would know it was them. I don't know. Like, w- w- we went to a concert and somebody played a Maroon 5. Was it Maroon 5 or Coldplay? Coldplay song? What concert? Which one? The, the, the latest concert we went. The only oh. concert we've been to. Was we've in, been to a lot of concerts. Well, the, la- the last concert we've been to. <laughs> um, they played a Maroon 5 song? It was a Coldplay song. Or Maroon- oh, Yellow? Yeah, and I was like, what is this? And you thought I was insane? I think it was Yellow that he played. It was that's the opening odd, act. That's an odd song, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, like, I don't... <laughs> no idea. What- I do remember that now that you're saying. I do remember being like, are you crazy? Later odds, like I could tell you some stuff i think like when we were getting close to our teenage years yeah and that's what happens when you grow up listening pretty much exclusively to classic rock until you're like i was in my till i was like 15 or 16 yeah i listened to mostly christian rock until i was like 15 16 so i get it I don't know where I, we were talking about the soundtrack. The soundtrack. <laughs> the soundtrack. Yeah, I just. I couldn't. I couldn't tell you any of the songs besides "Fear the Reaper," and that's just because you pointed it out to me, and then I was like, "Oh, it's yeah." So, it is so hard to hear, too. It is. Like I said, it sounds like they're playing it on set as they're doing the scene. We'll go back to Kevin Williamson because we were talking about him too before talking about the soundtrack. So influenced by horror, influenced by the Halloween soundtrack. He was also he got the idea really to start writing this like home invasion style story which i think is is funny that they refer to it as a home invasion because we just saw uh sick which is very very home home invasiony i would call this home invasion yeah it 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 is sure until you find out who the killers are the first the The first first, 13 minutes yeah yeah the first scene yeah sure for sure and even into the later like when they're first yeah, I mean, like, Sydney, yeah. they come to Sydney's house, yeah. and that's how they get Billy to the... They arrest Billy. But, yeah, he he, he was watching a program about the, the Gainesville Ripper, and he was house-sitting for somebody, and there was a open window, and he just, like, it all just... It started to come to him from that. It's just very... I just think it's funny because you could see you could still see it, that influence day in Sick in his yeah. latest work which is, you commented on it in our last episode of like the door being open so it's very so that's still I don't know it's it's funny to see influences that like these images that just stick with people it also goes back to like Wes Craven when he was a young kid like seeing that guy walking down an alley and then he puts it in Nightmare on Elm Street. Well, I mean, as as someone who was a babysitter from 2008 to 2014, I can tell you every house that I was babysitting out, I was so deathly afraid of someone breaking in and killing me. So, but I think that stems from me watching When a Stranger Calls as a kid. I was so scared. And that's another influence on 
this movie, obviously. So yeah, he writes a script, he gets a lot of bitters, it becomes a very hot script in Hollywood, and eventually Miramax buys it for Dimension, which is a division, which was a division of Miramax. And the Weinsteins get a hold of it. Yay. <laughs> Yay. God. Bob Weinstein notices in the script that there's an instance where 30 minutes go by and there are no kills. And he was like, we can't have that. <laughs> and so that's where Henry Winkler's character comes in. I was so wondering why they killed him. What the point was so about killing why him. He gets killed. I, I, it was so random and no one really mentions it. And I mean, they do say like, oh, Principal Him, Hembry, I think is his name. Yeah, Hembry. Hembry was murdered and he's on the flagpole. Yeah, and that also, um, or the it's funny that you mention that post. because Williamson also says, well, like, gives people it gives it at least that gave him a reason for people to leave the party yeah that's the only reason i thought that he was killed so that makes sense but it was kind of dumb <laughs> i did like though <laughs> i did like when he closes the door and goes faces behind the door and he has his arms <laughs> and he just oh it was just so good williamson originally wanted both killers to have no motives studio disagrees aka the Weinsteins more than likely eventually they compromised I have here eventually they they conspired uh, eventually they compromised so Billy has a motive Stu doesn't I kind of like that I love that Stu doesn't have a motive and I kind of like that Billy does just for the dramatics of it where Stu's like oh I, I, I'm easily convinced or easily pressure peer yeah, pressured yeah, easily um susceptible to susceptible. peer pressure <laughs> yeah it was just such a cute line <laughs> poor Stu I'm dying here man <laughs> I'm dying here man <laughs> no, I th my favorite line my mom and dad are gonna be so mad at me <laughs> that's, so the, that's mad my at favorite me. line my favorite line him. was don't hit me with the phone <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he's fantastic at it. Actually, in the oh, uh, so good. In Scream the Inside Story, he's like he he, he looks back at it and he's like I, he's, he's, he thinks like his performance is so goofy. But oh, I, I think thought it works he was a lot. so good. I think it works very well. Me too. I mean, I don't know. Have you seen anything from him, Reese Matthew Lillard, at all recently? Not recently. At least like the last few years. No, definitely not. So I don't even remember did, the last thing I saw him. He in. wasn't. Good Girls, that NBC show. That's the last thing I saw him in. I saw the first season of that when it first came out. I watched the first, I watched a few episodes of that. It was I never pretty got... good, but I didn't really follow yeah. up with that. But he was fucking phenomenal in Twin Peaks The Return. Oh. And I, it, it's a very serious role. Very, like, total 180 from Weird. this. Weird. And he's, like, really good. He's very... So you can see he's matured as an actor and why he would probably look back at this and cringe a little bit. But I think it really... It works for this, this movie, for sure. Oh, he was fantastic. So then we'll get to Wes Craven. Wes Craven was offered this movie a couple times, kept turning it down, turning it down. He really... He was trying to get away from slashers. Okay. They say horror in Scream the Inside Story, but it really, he never really got away from horror. And I, I mean, he, he didn't really want to be a genre, he didn't want to be referred to as a genre director. He, he was, he you know, he was academic. He was also, you have to think in the 70s and 80s, 
they looked at those movies very differently than we yeah. do now. Mm-hmm. I mean, hell, pull up Siskel and Ebert clips about any of your favorite 80s slashers. Are they both dead? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And you'll find, you'll probably, <laughs> maybe not every 80s slasher, but you'll find they have some, they, they don't, they did not care for them. and Not kind words. And they were generally referred to as misogynistic. And even Wes Craven says that, like, you're kind of, that's how people kind of viewed you as, like, you're just slicing up women left and right. That's most of the victims are women in the movies. That's true. No, I mean, there are women that have a lot of agency in these movies. And Wes Craven being very conscious of that, I think you can see that in his female characters for sure. Yeah. I mean, even one of the characters, I think it was actually David Arquette, Dewey, mm-hmm. who says about Sydney, like, she can hold her own. Like, she, she knows what yeah, she's Like, yeah. she's doing great. So, yeah, he kept turning it down. Bob Weinstein approached several directors. Quentin Tarantino, Danny Boyle, Tom McLaughlin, George Romero, Sam Raimi. Wow. He said, Weinstein says that nobody got it. Nobody really understood it. And then Drew Barrymore is like, I want to do this. And that's when Wes Craven's like, okay. No, okay. We got, we got a big name. Yeah. We got Wes Craven aboard. Now we can talk about the cast. The cast. Everybody knows the cast. We'll start with uh, with Billy Skeetall Rich. This was his, this was his first big role. He was really good. Uh, Wes Very Cra- freaky. Wes Craven said that he reminded him a lot of Johnny Depp when he yeah. when he um, casted Depp in A Nightmare on Elm Street. 100%. I thought about that the whole time, especially at the beginning of the movie. He even kind of looks like Yeah, Johnny he does Depp. look like a young Johnny Depp. Yeah. He really does. And this scream's still like one of the hallmarks of his career. Maybe really the performance he's most known for. Riverdale. Re- recently, he was mm, uh, a series regular on Riverdale. Mm-hmm. Matthew Willard as Stu. You know, he's went on to have a successful career after Scream. And of course, he was in She's All That, SLC Punk, 13 oh, yeah. Ghosts. I forgot he was in She's All That. I've seen that several he times. He played Shaggy in the live-action Scooby-Doo movies. Hell yeah. He still, he voices Shaggy, you know, for, uh, for a lot of, like, Scooby-Doo <laughs> cartoons. I didn't know that. He did that role very well. And we talked about some of his other more recent credits already. David Arquette. Mr. David Arquette. As Dewey. Deputy Dewey. So good. WCW champion David Arquette. You know that? He was WCW champion, world heavyweight champion. Are you kidding me? Yeah. They put, what year? In 2000. Because he made a movie, Ready to Rumble which was with a bunch of WCW wrestlers like what? Goldberg and DDP. Goldberg? Yeah. Goldberg? Yeah, he was WCW champion for a little bit. That's how, Holy shit. That's how in the toilet that company was in 2000. Oh, my God. What a cool... Oh, that's but awesome. Yeah, he became, yeah, he was, became a big star in the late 90s, early 2000s. Yeah, he did. And this is where he met... Courtney Cox. Arquette. Nay Cox. There was an episode of Friends after they got married where she changed, she had changed her name to Courtney Cox Arquette. And in the title, like when they're doing the names at the beginning of the episode, yeah. everyone's last name got added Arquette at the end. So it was Jennifer Aniston Arquette. 
David Schwimmer Arquette. Is that still like that? No, it, oh. it, just that one episode is. But I mean, is it still? Yeah, like, yeah. Like you can I'm, still... I'm pretty sure. I have. I mean, it's well, been a while since I've watched Friends. They but might, they, I mean, I don't know if the t- the net the streaming versions edit, are the same. Yeah, they, they edit so much shit out of the streaming versions. You know, that it's but I definitely gone. know the original episode that aired did that. That's crazy. But yeah, and he uh, he was originally going to be one of the kids, and he wanted to play Dewey. Then we got Tatum, Rose McGowan. Yeah, love it. Outside of Scream, she's probably most well-known for Planet Terror and the TV series Charmed. Mm-hmm. She was also in Ready to Rumble. Was she? Yeah. Courtney Cox. Who is that? Gail Weathers. It does sound like she a was weather girl. It, I mean, she was in, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, Weathers. I didn't know she name. was going to be a news reporter. I thought she yeah, was going to be one of the people of one of the She wanted kids. to do this role because she wanted to play a bitch. <laughs> she was fantastic <laughs> playing a bitch. I tell you fucking that was great. She did great. And she was she was in the early stages of her fame because this 96 yeah. Friends came out in 94. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. So she was just so Friends out. was just taken off. Roger Jackson as Ghostface, the voice. I was wondering who played the voice. He it does a lot of voice work for video games uh, and, and animated stuff. He's usually he usually does scary voices. Yeah, I mean he's pretty damn good at it. So stick with what you're good at. They act the actors were actually on the phone with him in like those scenes. That's really cool. So instead of having like the rec- yeah, instead of like, well, no, just them just like just, reacting yeah. and on the phone. Yeah. Which So you get worked. the lie they get And Wes Craven never let the actors see him. They never met. Why? That's just weird. Because they, they didn't because he didn't want It's an air of mystery. Yeah, they don't want they... Oh, I thought you meant no you would the actors didn't meet Wes Craven. Didn't meet Roger didn't Jackson. Meet Ghostface. Okay. Yeah. Okay, that makes more sense. I was like, why? What the? <laughs> why was he so mysterious? According to the, the uh, that that documentary, they they still had never met him, and that was made in 2011, yeah, right I guess, before Scream I mean, Four. What do you need to meet him for? Just have him on the phone. That's great. I I would have loved that gig. What's his name? Roger. Roger Jackson. Roger Jackson. Ah, that's a, that's a great role. Nev Campbell. Party of Five. Sydney my Prescott. Girl. Yep. And that was that party of five was just taken off too. Yeah, that was that had just came out in ninety three or ninety four as well. You know what's funny is the first time I watched Dawson's Creek. Well, okay, the first time I watched Dawson's Creek was in high school, and then I watched it again in college. But I watched Party of Five in twenty seventeen for the first time, and that was after my second rewatch of Dawson's Creek. So that's so weird that I watched Dawson's Creek and then Party of Five. Never seen a lick of either show. Like I, I said about Dawson's Creek. I love Dawson's Creek. Party of Five's good too, but Dawson's Creek is so good. And outside of Scream, she's probably most well known for Wild Things. She bears all. Oh, it's I don't a know what that movie. is. Yeah, I never heard of it. I got it on Blu-ray over there, actually. Yeah, you pause <laughs> it at certain parts. No, I don't. I'm not a creep, Eliza. That's her cast. And Mark- Miss Drew Barrymore. Yeah, we got Drew Barrymore, and I mean, who's from ET? Anybody wanna, wants to know? There's a ET line, line about ET in this movie. There is a line about ET in this movie. I never clocked that. Yeah, that's e- funny. ET's mom. Yeah, the one that ET's mom is in. 
What was the movie Hellraiser or something that they were talking about? No, the Howling. The Howling. <laughs> I knew it was Hell- the I think he mentions the Hellraiser in that same scene. They mention no. every scary movie ever ever made by that point. I don't know about that, but uh, that's called an onomatopoeia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Not is it onomatopoeia? No, oxy. No, over exaggeration. Onomatopoeia is a sound. Yeah, um, it's not an oxymoron really either. No. It's a hyperbole. Yeah. That's the word yeah. I was thinking of. Exaggeration, <laughs> hyperbole. <laughs> Marco Beltrami is the score, the scores composer, the film's composer. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's done so much fucking work in movies and TV. He just recently uh, scored the, the Fear Street trilogy on Netflix. It was pretty good. I don't know. Did you watch any of that? I watched... Those are the ones with the years on it, right? Yeah, like 1666. Yeah. 1970s, I watched, something like that. I watched the one from the 90s and the one from the 70s, but I didn't watch the 1600 one. There was three or four? Yeah, three. Three. They're, pre- they're all pretty good. Yeah, I watched... I think it was stuff. the first two that I watched. Surprisingly good. I really like the one from the 90s. If I'm, I think it was 1994. Oh, Color Me Show. Yeah, right. I like the one in the 70s. But that'll, uh, that'll pretty much wrap it up for cast and crew. Okay. Where was this uh, film, do you know? Northern California. Okay. Yeah. Cool. It The Weinsteins wanted to film it in Vancouver because cheaper. it would be cheaper. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wes Craven put his foot down. It was like, we, this is an American fucking movie. It's got to be made in America. All right, I'll take it. Yeah, yeah, it is very American. I can Yeah, I it seems it. very uh, everyday. It, it does seem Californian, especially Stu. He seems like a, a California high school student. I don't know if he's... I, I think you could put him in any 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 high school. In that tank top and that in hair. In America in 90... Oh, come on. It's not like that was... <laughs> like that the only californians dressed like that he looked like it you he looks like he goes up, out early in the morning to catch a sick wave any like teen 90s movie and find somebody dressed like that okay yeah <laughs> you're right <laughs> hello hello who is this you tell me your name i'll tell you mine <laughs> i don't think so what's that noise Popcorn. You're making popcorn? Well, I'm getting ready to watch a video. Really? What? Well, just some scary movie. You like scary movies? Uh Uh-huh. You never told me your name. Why do you want to know my name? I want to know who I'm looking at. All right, so the start of the movie. Very loud. And alarming. (laughs) And then right into the phone ringing. And I was immediately like, all right. Yeah, we don't... Getting right uh, into it. Yeah, it... It moves right along here. We're going right in. Yeah, like you said, we're getting right into it. I appreciate it. I'm not wasting any of my time. I love efficiency. Yeah, I'm not going to argue with you about efficiency in film right now. But (laughs) yes, very, very efficient. Very much. uh, It's funny. I mean, like, just compare because we've seen his first like Kevin Williamson's first movie that was made and then the last movie was made back to back. Mm-hmm. And to see that the pacing is so similar, yeah. you know, we go beat to beat to beat very quickly. There's not a lot of, uh, what's the word I'm thinking of? Filler. Fat. F- fat. Yeah. Filler as well. Yeah. Drew is so cute in this scene. She's so cute with her little hair and a little bob. She's adorable. She looks so innocent. So sweet. She has such yeah. a good crying face. 
She looks so legitimately scared. Yeah, she's really she's really good in this, yeah. Well, for sure. Really got me spooked right off the bat. I'm already like, all right, I'm I'm a little scared. I don't like the fact that people can see me without me seeing them. Yeah, you um I was a little scared. Yeah, he said, yeah, I do have it in my notes. I want to know who he's uh, Ghostface says, I want to know who I'm looking at. Yeah. And you gasped. I was like, <gasps> I was like, don't say that. And she also like was like, what do you mean looking at? He goes, I meant talking to. That's not what you said, Ghostface. <laughs> I would have immediately turned off all the lights and gone to bed. <laughs> I would not have kept talking. I would not have answered the phone. Different. Also, you got to think is very different time because yeah, no call ID. You, you know, well, <laughs> I don't know if it was by '96. I think some people had caller ID. There I was think. no caller ID in this movie. Mo- yeah. Besides on the cell phone, I'm sure, but we don't really see much with the cellular. Yeah. I. But even like even with caller ID, if you had a you had a number, if you saw a number pop up. You're going to answer it. Now, of course, they are probably calling from the same number each time. Yeah, that's it, why. they're going back and forth with different, you know, two different phones. But, yeah, you got to think, d- different time, people are answering the phone all the time. A lot of people don't have caller ID. I don't think, like, even, I can remember even, did you always have caller ID? Can you remember always having caller ID at your house? No. Yeah, like, even, I, I can remember a time when we didn't have caller ID. I don't think we got it until we moved to Louisiana when I was... Like right during hurricane, right before Hurricane Katrina hit, that's the first time I remember caller ID. Uh, we were definitely a, or at least I was star sixty seven. I didn't know my phone star number. 69, I didn't know my my own phone number, and I lived in the same place, same place growing up. I remember in second grade, my music teacher for some reason had to call home because I wasn't doing my homework or something, something stupid. Mm-hmm. And she was like, "What's your what's your phone number?" I'm like, "I don't know." <laughs> And she was so mad at me. I would have been mad at you, too. I was like, what? I'm seven. I'm not calling anybody. I've known my home phone number. Oh, I still remember my childhood phone number from home. Oh, I can't. I, I remember my mom's I, cell, first cell phone that we got. I still, I still, I still hold it. I'm like, yeah, God. Hold I still hold a grudge with that. She was a nice lady, but I was still like, very well, nice lady. But Sorry like, you were stupid seven-year-old. So couldn't remember a sequence for, of number. I don't know. Who was I calling at seven? I don't call anybody at seven. Are you calling people school? at seven? No. Yeah, I used to call my best friend all the time. I would go over to my neighbor next door. Oh, I, ne- I guess I never lived next to my friends until we moved to Louisiana. So it makes sense. And a lot of... Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I... I didn't call people when I was seven. That's all I remember. Yeah, I definitely. I mean, we were latchkey kids, so I was always calling people. Yeah. I was, I was always doing everything by myself at six years old. I was not calling people at seven. But yeah, the different times, you're going to keep picking up the phone. For all you youngins out there, I guess, who don't understand it. <laughs> yeah, I guess now it is kind of a foreign concept to not know who's calling. Now we don't pick up the phone because ninety yeah, percent of the ninety percent of the time is is spam. I refuse to pick up a call if I don't have you on speed dial, unless I recognize speed dial. We know it's speed, not dial. speed dial. <laughs> I'm in my contacts. That's not even a thing. Unless anymore. I speed recognize dial. the area code, like like if it's like an area code from around here, I'll answer it. I don't even answer because I know it's still going to be 
scan a scan See, all my spam calls are different area no, code because my phone number is a different area code oh okay yeah see my mine still that's I why get... i only answer co- calls from this area code you got to pick it up and tell them they're they're calling the wrong house sorry you got the wrong number you got the wrong number and that's what she tells Ghostface. she does he asks uh what's your favorite scary movie what is your favorite scary movie eliza so you asked me this last night and, and I asked you to, you to guess. Wait, you wanted to wait for the podcast. Yeah, because I asked you to guess, and you guessed the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which I just saw for the first time last year. So I don't know why you think that's my favorite movie. You liked it so, so much. So you've thought about it overnight. What do you think now? What's your legitimate guess now? I guess Scream now. I mean, the, now, yeah. But last night, Nightmare on Elm Street. Then no. What is it then? The Silence of the Lambs. Really, Silence yeah, of the Lambs. Clarice. I uh, that's not even my favorite Hannibal Lecter movie. I've I've not seen any other Hannibal Lecter movies except for The Silence of the Lambs. Manhunter. Michael Mann. Another one that I was like, maybe. I really like the Amityville Horror, not the original, the one with Ryan Reynolds. Oh, God. <laughs> You're not going to... By the time... I mean, you shouldn't even like it now. We've been... So, I do the, like it now. <laughs> I hope by... I haven't by, seen by it. By the time we're done with our first season... Yeah. I hope that you will not like Amityville That's Horror. true, because I haven't seen Amityville Horror since, like, 2014. Okay, so you can't even really... That's almost been 10 years now. But I... Oh, my... Stop. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Oh, that's sickening. Anyway, our high school, uh, our our ten year high school reunions will be coming up soon. I don't even think people do them anymore. But uh, yeah, my sister didn't get hers. Like, we uh, never threw it. We had a whole conversation with our friends about that. I feel like people just go on. We took go on Facebook, Facebook. now, and yeah. like all the people you actually want to see, you see now. And, yeah, but, and, yeah, that's true. Cause like after high school, I did delete a lot of people off my friends list from Facebook, especially I, during like the, people, the election. I didn't, add, I didn't even add the people. I didn't. <laughs> I, well, I didn't like back then, but during, of course you you went to a smaller school. Yeah, and I went to a lot of schools. And in 2016, yeah. during the election, that really helped me weed just everybody oh. out. So <laughs> I just try not to go on Facebook. I would be excited to see like three people. Yeah, you see, there are some people like, oh yeah, and then it's like, are they even gonna go? Yeah, and then it's like, I might why as well am just I make plans with them? Why am I excited to see these people? It's not like. Either one of us have just tried to reach out to each other yeah. in the last eight years. I feel the same way. So it's like, is this it really... gives you an excuse maybe to reconnect with people yeah, that like you maybe. can't just reach out because you haven't talked to them in years. Yeah, I get that. I just, I think, honestly, we might be as a, a culture over the idea of high school well, reunions. Well, if we have a 10-year reunion at my high school, I'll take you so you can see. So that you don't have the pressure of meeting people or seeing people that you went to high school with. I don't even know if I want to see the people you went to high school with. Well, my best friends will go. You and you like them. Yeah, well, yeah, okay. Well, we'll get... Okay. <laughs> but not, anyway. Not reunion talk. We're talking screen 1996. <laughs> getting distracted. Yeah, so... Yeah, The Silence of the Lambs. It's my favorite movie. Silence of the my Lambs. My favorite scary movie. Yeah. What about you? Actually, that's one that's filmed around Western I, I know. I used to talk about it on my ducky tour. Oh, man. I mean, it's Halloween still. Still Halloween. I mean, I think I think we talked about it in Halloween. Yeah. I didn't know if it was still Halloween after we've been doing this for a couple months now. I mean, Maybe you got... all of the movies we've seen, I've already seen. Um, 
of course some of them you know you revisit them and then you have different opinions because yeah. you're older it's a different you have a different halloween's I, still fucking good so so she gets the friday the 13th question wrong and i knew it i knew she was gonna get it wrong so ghostface is like if we're gonna play a game which i i don't i kind of like the idea of the killer playing a game like if you get the question right this person doesn't die but if you get it wrong they do or you do well i gotta tell you we're not gonna be doing a lot of saw movies anytime soon because that's like that saw right there the game <laughs> yeah you don't like i've you, never seen saw you know you've never <laughs> seen any of the not even like that's where like saw like the the he goes you want to play a game i know absolutely nothing about saw yeah i mean well uh, eventually we'll get are, there uh, i i don't know how many i can saw picture the i can, I can picture the the poster is that the one with like the weird face? I mean, there's the puppet, the weird puppet. Maybe that's what it is. Bullseye looking puppet. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I knew that it was Mrs. Voorhees and not Jason yeah. as the killer in Friday the Thirteenth. So I was pretty proud of myself. I felt very cultured. And she, I mean, she said, "I saw that movie twenty goddamn times." Yeah. Like, and he, <laughs> he's like, "It's wrong. It's Mrs. Voorhees." And I was like, "Yeah, fucking Drew Barrymore. You know this." And poor Steve has to die. So was he like gutted? I couldn't really tell. Yeah, like... you. So you are originally you would have seen his intestine, like all of his entrails, like come out of his body. There, there is. If you if you look closely, you can still kind of see his entrails. But yeah, he was gutted. But like, did did Ghostface do it right in front of her? I think it was after she turned on the lights. Oh, and he and was then sitting every, there. I think everything was supposed to fall out. Oh, because I could not, I couldn't understand. I was like, but how is he doing it right in front? I couldn't, I couldn't figure it out. That part was a little weird. And then poor Drew Barrymore was killed while she was on the phone. Yeah, that's really, uh, that's so disturbing. Devastating. I can't even imagine picking up the phone to call the police because you think someone just broke into your house. Then hearing your daughter, like, being killed over the line. Oh, God. And then she t he tied her up to a tree. How did he do that so damn fast? Well, there's two of them, remember? Oh, oh yeah, I keep yeah. forgetting that there's two of them. <laughs> At this point, I didn't know there was two of them. Did you... It's funny, because Sick had, you know, well, Sick had, like, three killers. But That's true. Really, like, two that were really doing the killing, but... But I knew in sick. I called it in yeah. sick. I did not think it was going to be like I that. I was worried that you were going to figure that one out pretty early. I actually didn't, surprisingly. In sick, I felt like it was a little bit more easily. I could easily tell. But what a start to that movie. Yeah. Holy crap. I can definitely. Okay, so once we get into the meat of the movie now with Nev Campbell, she's talking to Billy. Billy's coming into the window. Very Dawson's Creek right off the bat joey used to climb into dawson's window bedroom window like that every night and also they talk very similar to how dawson and joey and joey and pacey talked in dawson's creek so i i can definitely see the the, the comparisons and also the that it was the same writer the same creator so i was pretty excited in nightmare on elm street yeah I, it yeah. reminds me of nightmare on elm street more for me because i haven't seen but i'm pretty those sure teeny bopper shows from the 90s as you would call them that is what i would call them but i think in nightmare on elm street i said the same thing i was like yeah it's very uh they're talking past their age older than what they should be like um, what you what you think about teenagers talking especially nowadays when i hear teenagers talking at work 
the words that they're saying. I wouldn't compare compare that because I'm sure like in the 90s you can find people, but it's just different different slang than in yeah. the 90s. Someone is playing a deadly game. It all began with a scream over 911. Someone who's seen one too many scary movies. Now he's taken his love of fear. Hello? Hello, Sydney. One step too far. Like scary movies. What's the point? They're all the same. Some stupid killer stalking some big breasted girl who can't act who's always running up the stairs when she should be going out the front door. It's insulting. Uh, when she's talking to Billy, he mentions the exorcist. Do you, I mean, I feel like you went back and forth on whether or not you thought Billy was the killer throughout the movie. I did. Originally, I thought it was him. And then I thought it was Matthew Lillard. And that was my guess for a little bit. But later on in the movie, remember later I said, oh, I think I found out who the killer is. Yeah. We'll get there. But I thought it was Dewey for like a solid 10 minutes in the movie. Oh, I would have been devastating. But I did think it was Matthew Lillard at the beginning when they were sitting on the wall or something at the school. And he talks about getting them from the groin up to the stomach or whatever he said can't remember his exact verbiage yeah, but, well, but he says that and i'm like maybe he's the killer so i was stuck between those two so when they did become the ki- like they, they were revealed as the killers i was not surprised at all but i didn't think billy was gonna be the killer because he got killed and i was like okay must be matthew lillard because it's not dewey because dewey got stabbed so it was very confusing for me <laughs> Which I'm sure it was supposed to be. Yeah, obviously. And you also get our, back to where we were in the, the, the movie there, we also get our first red herring, her, her dad. So her dad says, I'm going off for a trip, and then yeah. he's gone. Why is that a red herring? Because he's gone. Like, where, what's he doing? What's he up to? I mean, the whole, he's a red herring the whole time. I didn't think he was the killer at all. Well, yeah, but he's supposed to be a red herring. I guess I don't know what red herring means. Like, oh, this is like, oh, this guy might be the killer. Oh, okay. That's what I thought. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I never even... His car, his car... No, I, I... His phone makes those phone calls. I 100% never even thought it was him. They kept saying that it's like, oh, it's going to be the Sydney's dad. Not a doubt in my mind, was he not the killer? Yeah, I, I, I get that. But he is our first red herring. And Billy here... So weird. I don't know why they would try and paint him as the killer either. Didn't make any sense. Well, I mean, they they, they kind of explain it narratively and like, oh, his wife. He never checked in at the Hilton. Well, his wife died, you know, almost a year ago today and now he's going to go nuts. Yeah. No, it just did not make sense at all. That's why I thought Billy was the killer. Matthew Lillard um, says you better live her alone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You, you like that a little bit. Oh, what a good joke. That was yeah, when they're talking about the murders. Mm-hmm. That's when they're at school. I liked um, going back to the score. I did like between the scenes, you would get like a low bass kind of unsettling uh, kind of music into like a drum, also using a lot of bass. And I thought that was fun. And then it would fade out into the scene. The score still, after watching this movie half a dozen times, like does not leave an impression on me. Right. Much like the the soundtrack does not either. When the reporters show up at the school, 
you laugh when Sydney says it's like this is like deja vu all over again or maybe it was Tatum who said it but yeah I don't know why did you laugh I don't like when people say deja vu all over again I feel like it just sounds so weird like you're seeing the same thing sure like it's almost like a redundancy for me so every time I hear it's deja vu all over again it makes me laugh so I'm like, oh, is it? Is it deja vu all over again? But it was deja vu. All over again? All over again. <laughs> it was everywhere. All o- It was all, but it was all over. It wasn't, <laughs> it, you know, I, you can make a, an argument for it. No, I hate it. I hate that saying. I don't know. People say that a lot. It's deja vu all over again. I don't I've like heard it, it I just a hear, lot. I just usually hear, oh man, I'm getting deja vu. That's, see, I don't laugh at that. Like, you're getting I, but I feel like, like that's usually what I hear is I'm getting all. I hear deja vu all over again that's all the same. time. Yes. I've never heard anybody. Same. I don't think I've ever, I don't think I've ever heard anybody say that except well, for in this movie. Uh, you're wild. I've heard that so many times. But it's all over. It's all like the report. All over Because her, her mom died last year. I know. It's deja vu. And it's all over. It's I'm insane. making hand gestures to to represent all over. Yeah, it's this everywhere. Is, this is an auditory medium. Not, you know, it's fine. <laughs> Another quick aside. Yeah. You know how was... people suck? Hold on. Hold on. Go ahead. <laughs> I, I have a bone to pick with with that. You know, I notice how people just refer to podcasts, even just like talk shows on YouTube's now. On YouTube's, Jesus Christ, <laughs> on YouTube now. Talk shows on. But YouTube? because they're usually, because it's usually like like bullshit fucking Joe Rogan experience and mm-hmm. like, like all his like a lot of show, a lot of podcasts now do video. Yeah. But it's just like it's not. But is it really a podcast anymore? Can we call it a podcast when you add video in? It's just funny. It's just like. The word podcast is evolving because obviously it's not even a pod. Even if it's just audio, it's not really just a podcast anymore. It's just funny. I feel like we need a, a different word for it. But yeah, I don't think of pod. When I think of podcast, I think strictly listening. I don't think of it as a visual thing. And especially within the past, I want to say three years, especially since COVID, it's definitely. Like every podcast Everything. has video. They're like, check out our YouTube if you want to watch us while we're recording. Let me tell you, there are very few podcasts that I actually want to watch. My favorite podcast does not do a video. And I that's probably another reason why I really like it. Which is surprising because it's a very popular podcast. I feel like it's just something else you have to do to get exposure now. Yeah, it definitely like, is. It's more content. Oh, okay. it's all about and, like more people and, and people. Yeah, it's all. I hate. I hate the word content. You, you, well, that's what it is. I know. I know. Yeah. I just hate everybody. Everything. Everything's content now. It oh, is. I'm putting out content today, guys. And that's you what better it is. Do it. It's content. And especially I know like, if is, you want to reach it's... out to the younger demographic, like with TikTok and stuff, you can't really share podcasts on a TikTok without the video aspect of it. Yeah, I mean, but you could. I, I've seen it, or you just put, you put up a still image and you could share. The yeah, but, but no I know people. No one's going to engage with it. I know exactly. I know. I know. I I understand all that. It's just, I I know, but it's, it's still funny. frustrating. It's funny that I don't know. We have to. When when we went to college in 2014, podcasts were strictly audio. Like serial was the big one at that time. Yeah, I mean, like we it came out like right before we went to college that yeah. first season. Yeah. So that's what I thought of is just strictly. Now it's just like I, I see all. <laughs> I see 
<laughs> all the time clips of podcasts and it's it's video and it's yeah. just just some two it's, guys it's, sitting it's, with yeah, their headphones and yeah, microphones. Logan Paul with a couple of bros oh, sitting around talking about. Thank God I haven't seen that. Well, I see it a lot now because you know he he's into wrestling now. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Uh, God help us all. He's pretty good. God help us all. Um, but anyway. So I was surprised to find out that Sydney's mom was murdered and raped and like found in town square or something like that. I think they said, but I wonder what do you, oh, never mind. Well, forget that. Forget what I was going to ask. Yeah, we, I answered my own question in my yeah, head. It was Billy. Yeah. Because Billy's mom or Bill, Sydney's mom was, which is why, so we're dad. supposed to think that Sydney's mom was, I mean, I guess we're not supposed to think it, it really did happen. Sydney's mom was sleeping with Billy's dad, but weren't her mom and dad married? Sydney's parents, weren't they married and together and living together? Have you ever heard of the concept cheating? <laughs> or maybe I mean, I even have. an open marriage. But apparently, well, that's true. But apparently all of the whole town knew she was a slut I hate the word slut. Uh, she was getting around. Uh, she was yeah, do- she was doing I her know, own little I know. thing. She was labeled as a slut. She was labeled as a slut, and yet she was married. I, I it just all didn't really add up to me. You gotta watch more Twin Peaks. That's a that's a share. You every, mean I gotta watch Twin yeah, Peaks in general? Everybody's cheating on everybody, and then then you just realize it, it happens more than you think, too. That's sad. Um, yeah. So we get the first scene with Sydney and Ghostface at Sydney's house. And he says, you'll die just like your mother. And she gets asked what's her, her what's her favorite horror movie as well. And <laughs> she says, I don't watch that shit. And she says, all horror movies are the same. Some big breasted girl running up the stairs when she should be running out the front door. And what does she do? She runs up the stairs. Yeah, I thought about that. I mean, because she and did I think try. the comment that I think what we're trying, I, I think what maybe Williamson or Craven is trying to convey with that and what I wish a lot of people would get through their thick fucking skulls especially the people that have to anal to think that they're like mystery science theater 3000 in the fucking movie theater and they have to oh I would do this Mm -hmm. I would do that when if that actually happens what frame of mind are you in that you can just Oh, I, I'm going to do this. I mean, it, I think it's different for me than other people. As someone that does struggle with PTSD and anxiety, I plan everything. I know exactly what I'm going to do. If uh, okay. like In every room yeah. I go in, I know an escape plan immediately. And, you know, Sydney's very different in the next movie. Uh, okay. Because... She was really good in this. Uh, like, she's she was a, very smart. Obviously affected by this. Oh, God, but is it going to be a have... whole fucking Laurie Strode thing? No, no, no. We're not going... To a bunker? We're not going 40 years in the future and she's uh, holed up and... In the yeah, woods yeah. somewhere? Okay. No, no, we're not doing Halloween 2018. But you have to think, and I think a lot of people... And I think you're, you are, you're guilty of this too, is where you put yourself in the character shoes too much where it's like, this is what I would do, and if you're not doing it, you're wrong. Maybe not you. Maybe you don't. Not so much. You like you're. You wouldn't be like, oh, you're wrong for doing this. You might say, oh, you're stupid for doing this. Yeah, I was gonna say I wouldn't say wrong. But you have to wrong. think, Sydney, and like all these kids, like nothing. 
I mean, besides her mother being killed. I mean, Sydney. We don't most know of these, what's happened to them before this movie. But you have to think, like, most of these kids are, like, nothing. They're, they're, they're 16, they're 16 17. 17, 18 years old. Nothing yeah. ever, nothing bad has ever happened to them. So, like, why would they, you know, why would they have these survival skills? That's just what I wish people would just, you know, give yeah, that a thought. But, I mean, if we're thinking, I mean, I know I'm not just the average person. I had a a hell of a set of survival skills by the time I was 15 so I don't know I think it depends on the person but it is a movie at the end of the day and we do it for the movie that's that's the end for me that I don't care like yeah I'm gonna call you stupid if this was a real life situation but this is a movie it's dramatic it's supposed to be it's supposed to be like this so I I don't I don't get the whole argument where People are like, oh, why would you run up this? Like, well, th- th- there was a movie. There's a movie going on. So that's why she ran upstairs. <laughs> well, I mean, and like, because Ghostface is up there. That's yeah. why she ran up there. Well, he's not up there. I like, know, to but get away I'm from just her. saying like. To get away from him. No, I meant for in the future. So like 30 seconds from now, that's why. Because he wants to pop out of that closet or. Well. That's what I'm saying. I, I, yeah, I know. We're doing it for the setup. But that and then like there's no movie if she just runs out the door and gets away exactly so yeah yeah the smart thing was to run and get away but this isn't real life this is a movie it's not what normal people would do because normal people aren't in movies maybe i would run up the stairs just not thinking like i just gotta get the hell away from him yeah I, i don't know about that I don't, I just don't think it's that illogical like i just don't like these people that think that it's like you're you're First of all, you're watching it after the. Like basically, you're you're watching it with hindsight. First of all, because you run up there, you're gonna die, or at least most people would die if you're not the main character. And you're watching these things with hindsight. You're not. They're not actually happening to you. It's a movie, like you said too. It's just. It's not that illogical. For for the sake of the argument. It's pretty fucking illogical that you would run upstairs in a place that there's no escape. You hole up there and you could have... you, you Especially you as a 17-year-old girl. I, I, that's stupid. I can't imagine running up the stairs to get... Oh, God, that's the stupidest idea. I mean, you know, I, I just think we all, we all think that... Whatever, when, if that happens to us, that we're all gonna we're gonna react perfectly. We're gonna be fucking. I don't Superman. think I would react perfectly, but I think I, I would do a little bit better. <laughs> yeah, you think, but it's just like you never know. You just yeah, ne- you don't. I mean, that, this is also coming from you, who's never had any situation where they have had their life threatened like that either. No, but like, I, but I'm admitting that like I, I'm not gonna. <laughs> Nobody, no normal person's gonna react perfectly to that or react like, oh yeah. We're... Yeah, I, like I said, I wouldn't say perfect. No normal person is going to always react the most rationally when a, a, a knife wielding maniac is in their house. There's no rational thinking in that in that in that situation. Don't you agree? Sure. What you don't think? So, so? then we get <laughs> David Arquette. Um, Dewey at the door with Ghostface. Uh, seems like uh, Stu and uh, Billy left Ghostface mask around. This is when we find out that Billy's last name is Loomis. Yeah, obvious reference to Dr. Loomis. And I was pretty excited about that. <laughs> Love that. Um, David Arquette 
It's great. This is when I first comment on Courtney Cox being a bitch. And this is when she punches Courtney Cox right in the face. Of Campbell. Sydney punches Gail yeah. Weathers. Yeah, a little bit after this. Cause she doesn't... Yeah, it's when they're getting out of the police station. Yeah. Tater. Tater. Tatum calls her a, a, she called a, a badass bitch. Or... Yeah, I love that. This is when I know. I'm like, Sydney can hold her own. She's got herself. Um, and then when they, uh, so t- <laughs> they go to stay at Tatum's house. So Tatum and Dewey are brother and sister, which I didn't also didn't realize until watching this. But um, they go back to their house, and Dewey's going to protect um Sydney. This is whenever I got suspicions that Dewey was the killer because Sydney's on the phone with the killer, and then they finally get Dewey to get out of the room as soon as the killer hangs up. Oh, okay. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's a weird timing. Interesting. Was he in there calling from, like, he has another line in his room. So yeah, maybe he's, phone. or a cell phone even. Yeah. yeah. So he's calling the house, hangs up, and then he leaves the room like, oh, what's going on? And then he, hello, <laughs> hello, he picks up the phone. <laughs> like someone's going to be there. David Orkett probably, yeah, he gives the, uh, he's, he's my favorite performance in the movie. Matthew Lillard. Yeah, I figured you'd say that. Yeah. David Arquette was really good though. And then we go back to school and we have one of the news um, people say to Sydney, how does it feel to be almost brutally murdered? (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ. That was funny as hell. And we get a little bit of Liev Schreiber. Is that how you say his name? Liev? Yeah. Liev Schreiber. AKA Wolverine's brother. Did you think he would be the? You think he was going to be? No, the killer I did at any not point? think he was going to be in this, and I definitely didn't. Well, do did you think he's going to? Do you think he was going to be the killer at any point? Like no. he was going to be revealed to be the killer? No, I never thought he was it either. I knew it had to be someone, someone else. Well, I'll just say it's not the last we see of Cotton Weary. Really? Yeah, that's exciting. And then we get Henry Winkler popping in as Principal Hembry. And uh, Wes Craven makes a cameo as Fred the janitor, dressed as Freddy Krueger. Yeah, I thought that was fun. I was like, "Oh did my you know god, that Freddy!" Was Wes Craven. No, but I didn't know that was. I did know that they were making a Freddy yeah, reference. Yeah. But yeah, um, this is. I actually got a little bit of a suspicion that Principal Hembry might be the killer for a second there when he has the scissors at the boys, and he gets yeah. really intense with them. I was like, oh, God, is he the killer? And then I was like, no, 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 he died, so he's not the killer. The scene where Nev Campbell's in the bathroom and the girls are talking smack and then the girls leave and the and Ghostface is in there with her scares the shit out of me. <laughs> Him saying, Sydney. I thought for sure because they do like a pan over to like a vent that goes outside like outside the building. And outside I was like, oh, bathroom, yeah. I bet he's standing outside the bathroom, like outside the school whispering in at her i didn't expect him to be actually in the bathroom and then his feet go off the toilet and i was like nope (laughs) nope (laughs) but we get a cool like nev campbell slide on the bathroom floor yeah she did that was so cool after we leave the the school we go to a forgotten relic the video store oh i love this scene movie with E.T.'s mom in it? The Howling Horror, straight ahead. Okay, thanks. Oh, now that's in poor taste. What? If you were the only suspect in a senseless bloodbath, would you be standing in the horror section? 
There's just a misunderstanding. He didn't do anything. You're such a little lap dog. He's got killer printed all over his forehead. Okay. Really? Have we talked about going to video stores in this show? Have we talked about what? Going to video stores. I think video we've touched stores. on it before in a different episode, but maybe we haven't. Maybe we just talked in real life about it. Um, like you used to go to the Giant Eagle yeah, um, video store. Our local supermarket chain here in western Pennsylvania, and there's more Ohio, in Ohio. West Virginia. Uh, I don't know if it is in West Virginia because I don't think I've ever seen a Chinese one in West Virginia. No, thinking, but every time I drive through, it's on the interstate, so I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, they used to have a in some of the Giant Eagles, they used to have a section called Eagle Video, and it was a video rental place, and that's usually where we went. And yeah, do you? We, we, uh, it's just it's interesting because here we, Randy, our resident horror nerd in the movie. Works at the video store, and he knows all, all about horror and can pick out the howling by someone. E.T.'s mom. E.T.'s mom. <laughs> no, yeah, I, I went to Blockbuster as a kid. My mom would always take us. We were allowed to pick a video, each of us. Um, and then my parents would usually get, like, one for them to watch. But... Yeah, those, the first time I saw uh, Mr. and Mrs. Smith was rented from Blockbuster. Uh, Pirates of the Caribbean was rented from Blockbuster. I saw that in theaters. I was not. That was my first PG-13 movie. I watched it at home. Um, and then when we moved to the North, when we moved to New York State, uh, Family Video was where we went. And then that died down. And it was Netflix. We got Netflix in 2013. But I had, like, the kids I babysat for in New York, they had Netflix that was sent to them. So they had the DVD Netflix. I I love being able to find almost any movie you can, you'd ever want at your, you know, you have it at your fingertips now. Like, you can go. Just if it's not, it. If it's not, if it's not on a stream, if it's not available on any streaming services that you subscribe to, you can rent it usually on like Amazon or Apple. Yeah. Or you can even just buy it off of it. Yeah. Yeah. You can buy, which, you know, I, 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 I buy, I, I have a decent physical movie collection, but yeah, I do. And I watch, obviously I'm a big Seinfeld fan. There's a lot of episodes of Seinfeld where they're either you know they're watching tapes at home or they're going to the video store yeah there's a lot of, i mean there's a lot of shows in the 90s of people going to the video store and i just i don't know i i i do wish that there was still something like that where you can go because that's what i envy about like like comic like like avid comic book week-to-week comic book readers like they still have that pretty much yeah and like there's no movie space like that no. anymore i mean like you go to the movie theater obviously the movie theaters are there and like that but even now they're like dead it's not yeah you know, it's not what it used like going to the movies 10 years ago versus going to the movies yeah, now is completely different because i mean there's a lot of movie. i mean like we just like with the movie we just talked about sick like that like 10 years ago though obviously that would have been theater even not even 10 like five years ago yeah even five yeah it's so not even like it's so different like pre-pandemic and now yeah. like there's still some people who will not go to the movie theaters yeah there's still some and i at this point are they ever gonna go back probably not no 
I don't think so. I think there's just a big nostalgic factor to that as well. Well, there's a nostalgic factor because obviously back then, like, I don't know if I've, I've talked to you about VHS and how awful of a format it is. It's not like, it's not like vinyl. Like, I don't think we're ever going to have like a a VHS resurgence, resurgence, revival. Like we did. We did have an argument about this because I think it could. And I think there are people out there who do collect VHS, like still do. I have a ton of VHS at my house in my entertainment console where my TV is at downstairs, but I don't own a VCR. And I've been looking for a VCR for years and I can't find one that's like... I think at my mom's house, we still have a operational... VCR. Not just a VCR, like a TV TV that has a a VCR in it. Oh, we had one of those growing up, um, but it was was like a a, a 19-inch TV. It's like a 19-inch TV. Oh, okay. (laughs) I don't know. It's just... I just wish there was a space I could go and just, like, look at movies. I mean, like, there's, like, half-price books, and, like, Barnes & Noble carries, like, Criterion stuff, and, like, that's the closest I can get to. Half-price books is probably the closest I can think of. Yeah, and, like, half-price books is, like, I either have... Everything. Because it's it's, it's a very... It's movies that everyone has. Yeah. Or, Or... So it's, like, movies I already have, or movies, like, I do not care to own at all so it's yeah a lot of early aughts rom-coms are at uh half price books (laughs) a lot of them a lot of kate hudson movies yeah i i just i don't know i i really i really wish i could you know experience something like that again getting back into the movie um i love how they go to a party knowing ghost faces after them this is the whole last act yeah um i mean this the is host the of, the of the party is, is the killer. Yeah. yeah, is is the killer. So it's pretty ingenious on their part. But it's nice, like even I mean, they have police supervision. Is you know when Gail Weathers isn't distracting Dewey. Yeah, I kind of like how Dewey's like the sweet big brother, where he's gonna take them to the party and let them drink and do whatever but as long as he's there he's like oh whatever yeah i love that he's so sweet hitting on gale weather yeah he's like um yeah he's a he's one of the good pigs yeah he's a good pig and then we're we're about to watch halloween and randy i think it was talks about jamie lee curtis jamie lee never showed her tits till she was legit yeah i just legit. thought I, legit sorry <laughs> I had to bring that up. It was so good. What are the rules? The rules. I wrote them down. To successfully survive a horror movie, number one, never have sex. Number that rule gets broken. That rule does get broken in this movie. Obviously, Ned Campbell loses her. Did you think she was going to be dead after? Because he mentions the rules after they have sex. No, yeah, I didn't. I didn't think she was going to die. Um, number two, never drink or do drugs, which they drink. Randy, Randy drinks, yeah. and he he lives. He does. And then the third rule is never say be right back because you'll never be right back. I don't think anyone said that. Well, Matthew <gasps> Lillard did. Tatum did, I think, when she went to go get the drinks. I think she does say she says something to effect to the effect of be yeah, right back. Let me go grab those beers. So like, you know, they're playing with the, the tropes and like just acknowledging these genre cliches was a big deal where you know people were finally like, yes. Like, yes. Like, yeah. Like, finally, somebody said it. Uh, so right after this is when I get my realization that Dewey is the killer. Because I'm like, okay, Dewey can easily frame somebody. He works as a deputy. And everyone thinks he's so stupid. 
and he's actually kind of smart so i'm like okay he's actually uh, really they, secretly they, smart they they take his kind they confuse his kindness with for stupidity, stupidity. Yeah. exactly everyone thinks he's just a simple man and like i said earlier the fact that the phone call happened while he was in his room and they couldn't get him out until after he hung up so this is whenever i looked over at you and i was like oh i know who it is and yeah, then he got stabbed right after that so <laughs> <laughs> i was like oh wait he is not the killer and then yeah so the abandoned car is neil prescott's and then i said wait maybe dewey isn't the murderer i don't know <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh the tatum kill Let's talk about that yeah, garage door. Crushed in the garage door, yeah. <gasps> wow. That was wild. I, I felt like Ghostface was kind of just like, huh, that, that turned out pretty good. Because <laughs> <laughs> you can't see the facial expressions, obviously, of the killer during any of these scenes, which is like, we, we don't really see Michael Myers' face hmm. either, but I kind of, he is much more expressive than Michael Myers was. Um, behind the mask if we're using yeah. like the mask as a comparison okay I you mean, could tell when he was kind of like like especially when tatum was talking to him like oh are we gonna play psycho killer and he's like shaking his head yeah uh, it's just that it was more expressive which of was course. more entertaining for me well yeah i mean these are supposed to be people and they're teenagers like the ha- halloween they're know. sarcastic little assholes it's mentioned a lot like people definitely took to ghost face a lot more, like they more relatable <laughs> because he has a voice um, i mean yeah freddie had a voice before you know too freddie had a voice too oh i guess but... jason i didn't really he wasn't well, in the first I mean, movie J- so i don't know jason doesn't have a voice so i'll just tell you there's not okay. like that's a huge spoiler but okay i didn't know that but okay no i i like i liked him a lot i liked i liked the interaction between tatum and ghostface it was really fun oh so yeah so gail weathers went into the house with dewey and planted that camera which we've both gone to journalism school we know <laughs> you can't just plant a camera i don't know the california laws okay PA that's what i was wondering i was immediately like oh she's a professional news reporter now <laughs> and she's who's to say kids. yeah but who's to say she's gonna use that They're footage for anything it doesn't matter there's still minors yeah. she's recording i know min- i mean it, minors at a party it, yeah it, it's probably it's probably it's a illegal big <laughs> i mean yeah it, it's an e- ethical nightmare immediately i was like what the fuck gail i mean she's not she's a she's a tabloid journalist she's not yeah she's, but this still. isn't walter cronkite Still, I think she seemed like she wanted to be like a Walter Cronkite, whatever. I don't know. How she to say even it. says like this is like the big time for tabloid journalists. I don't think she. I really... think she took her job very seriously though. She took it serious, but I think she's looking. She wants as much. She's she, she just wants the dirt. Yeah, she wants. Okay. She wants the dirt. Uh, okay. Oh. I don't think it's out of her character at all. I'll accept that. That fall from uh, Sydney from the upstairs window onto the boat i (laughs) how didn't she break a leg or her back or her neck or her arm i'll have no idea because i've never touched a boat that was soft i don't know like that with the tarp the tarp was supposed to be the saving grace i don't know she didn't even act like she was phased at all she just kind of hopped down and was like all right oh tatum's dead oh no and that was it. We don't even mention the fact that she fell from the, the upstairs window onto a boat and she's not hurt at all. But realism just flies out the window. So, And then 
So we see Dewey come out of the house with the knife in his back. And this is when I think it's Randy, Stu, and Billy all together. Oh, wow. You thought all three of them. I thought all three of them. So then they shot Randy or got Randy somehow. And I was like, okay, well, Randy's not a part of it. Well, if you remember, uh, Sydney locks out Randy and Stu. Yeah. Because yeah. she can't figure out which one. Which one is which. And that's when I was like, okay, well, let's... Who's doing the, the killing? Yeah. I mean, I don't... I, I'm so sorry. I misspoke. I didn't think it was all three of them. I thought it was Randy and Stu. You thought it was Randy and Stu? Yeah, I didn't think... Because at this point, I still thought Billy was dead. Okay, yeah. So I did not... No. Yeah, I definitely didn't think Billy was the killer at that point. Why Randy? I mean, I know. Because he had a crush on her. She was never going to accept his love. And then Stu's a bad influence. Which turned out to be Billy was the bad influence on Stu. Well, I think Stu was already a bad nut, but still just very susceptible to peer pressure he is kept her dad in the basement for days just like beating him i guess just for I fun just tied him up well he was had bruises all well, over well i him. would assume i don't know if he was it maybe but i mean i assume maybe like he did the, that when he like the original her. capture yeah, yeah maybe i don't know it doesn't matter where is Stu's parents where he had hidden this guy in the basement and they didn't know i guess she i I feel like it's mentioned that they went away or something. Maybe, maybe. I don't I know, there's that. not a lot of parents in this movie. No, there's not no, at all. There's no parental. It's it's very nineties um, in that way. You said that about Nightmare on Elm Street was very eighties because Nightmare on Elm Street's like that too, where you don't. Yeah, the parents aren't involved. They're. I mean, the parents are definitely like they're present, but they're not. They're not. They're they not, have no idea what's going not, on in their kids' yeah, lives. Yeah, they're not meant. They have no idea. They don't. They don't know. They they don't under. They don't understand their kids at all. Like, their kids are alien to them. Yeah. In this movie, the parents are just, like, not there. Just literally physically her dad not there. comes up. Her dad is there to be a red herring. Yeah. That's, that's it. Honestly, when you watch that, like, that scene of him, like, you know, saying goodbye and everything, it's so, it, it just, it feels like it's dropped in from another movie because it's just, like, he's here just to be a red herring. Yeah. There's no, there's no care. He, there's nothing I, to him. I don't know why. Not I never it, it suspected matter. him. I kind of feel. Well, dumb. I mean, like I don't. You don't. I don't really, because it's just. It's such an obvious red herring. But it, and maybe that's why I just never even thought it was him. And but, then when you have Billy, who is like, so creepy. Yeah, and obviously, like, very. He's supposed to be, very creepy, very keep, off. He's so creepy that you think he's a red herring that's that's what i thought i that's what i thought the whole time i thought he was our red herring i didn't think the dad was the red herring but anyway we get my favorite scene in the movie with them all in the bath or bathroom and all in the kitchen and matthew lillard keeps going off and i loved when billy was just stabbing uh, did you still before we get there did uh-huh. you like the uh when he when he quoted psycho when he goes to the door after he falls down the steps. What did he say? Is that we all go mad a little oh. sometimes. We all go a little mad sometimes. We, go, we all go a little mad sometimes. And that look on his face was so creepy. I was like, we didn't even need the ghost face mask. This guy's scary as fuck already. So uncomfy. And then Matthew Lillard talks about, like, it's a, it's a scream. Oh, that was so good. <sighs> He's so good in this movie. He's so hot. So what do you think of the commentary they're they're making here about how horror movies affect people and like I mean this is obviously going back to the 80s where 
you know, people, and we have this now today. Now people blame video games. as like why people are, why people kill each other. Mm-hmm. Like they get influenced by violence they see on TV and movies. I can't remember if it's Billy or Stu who says the line that the movies don't create psychos. They make psychos more creative. I agree with that because we've had serial killers. Let's, I mean, Charles Manson, we have Ted Bundy pre video game violence, pre horror movie, mm-hmm. um, the big horror movies that came out in the seventies. I, I, I think you're right. I think it is, it, it, it just makes them more creative. In fact, gives them more ideas. The, the original high school they wanted to shoot this at, once they found out it was a horror movie, they were like, no. And like, they had a whole like school board meeting about it and like lines of like parents and just concerned citizens showed up and were talking I, about how like we, like this, it's violent, entertainment. this violent, this violence negatively affects our children. No, I mean, I yeah, just, I get PG 13. I wouldn't let it. I wouldn't let a five-year-old, six-year-old kid watch this movie. I'll yeah. be honest. If I had a kid. And they were six years well, old. Six, yeah, six is young. Yeah, maybe, maybe eight, nine, ten, maybe. I'm sitting right next to them. That's fine. I just, I, I don't think it's going to make them, I, I, even if I did show it to a six-year-old, I don't think that's going to make them go out to school the next day and kill yeah. a bunch of people. I think it, it's all about how you talk or like how you have these conversations with younger, like kids, we'll just say, we'll just keep yeah. saying kids, teenagers. And it's knowing right from wrong. I don't think it has anything to do with what's on TV. You're you're right. And, like, I don't even feel like... I'm sure at some point my parents had some kind of talk like that. But I just, like, I feel like I always, like, knew, like, this is... Like, I don't... I don't... Like, you have... Obviously, you have to have something else... I mean, wrong with the I don't know really what yeah, say wrong old, with something 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 in your there. like mentally like that's not that doesn't connect right and wrong, and that's not like I feel like I'm I hate saying that because like that's now that's what people use to excuse gun violence now, <laughs> is that like it's not the guns but uh, people kill people but guns help them kill yeah, people so yeah. I mm, I'm not showing a movie to a kid is not the showing scream to a child versus giving a gun to a child or having a gun available for a child mm-hmm. is a totally different yeah. story. I do worry because this it, Gen Z is a little more puritanical than they would they would like to admit because like in what ways? They, almost every <laughs> every couple of months there's this discourse about sex scenes in movies and how like they it's like they they serve no purpose and they shouldn't be in movies and I just like I was like, are you guys, like, what is, are you guys, how much of a prude are you guys? Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, like, they're That's very. interesting. It's so, um. I guess because they grew up on porn being regular, reg. Reg. I do think Readily that, available, that's yeah. the word. And, like, yeah, that, like, that's. They're like, I don't, if I want to see sex, I'll just look at porn. And I, I get that, but it's just, like, it's just such a, that, that's a slippery slope, because if we start doing that, I mean, like, we're very, movies are very sexless right now. When you think about it, especially like our biggest, what our biggest movies, none of the, like in the, the fucking MCU, nobody mentions sex. Like sex isn't even meant, like sex doesn't yeah, even exist in that universe. Right. I never really think about it. Sex doesn't exist at all. Like it's so, it's, I just, it, it creates a very slippery slope if we, if we go down that road. Cause if we get, then it's like, well, what's the point of, 
like having violence in movies. And what what's the it? point of doing a movie in the first place then? It's just like at that point, just that kind. Those kinds of conversations are very similar to how conservatives reacted mm-hmm. to media in the eighties. I'm sure. Well, that's pretty much the ending. You know, we 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 do think court. I did think. Uh, I guess I didn't think Courtney Cox died because I knew she comes back in these newer movies, but I didn't think she was gonna save. She didn't really save the day, but she kind of did save the day a little I mean, bit. She shot, yeah, Billy. She shot Billy twice, so I guess she did kind of save, know, save the day. Nev Campbell, Sydney takes care of Stu. Yeah, throws the TV <laughs> on his head. Oh, that was fantastic! Big old tube big, TV. Yeah, big tube TV. We had an old zenith that when we finally got rid of that in 2010. That that seems like a long time ago, but it's really not. I don't know. 2010, we got rid of our big Zenith. And it took my dad, my mom, and I think I, either me or Amy, I know I was supervising, so I don't know if I actually was involved, but I definitely was there. Had all taken it to the curb together because it weighed so much. Yeah, let me tell you, I've, uh, I've taken 100 plus pound TVs oh, yeah. out, out of people's homes by myself, and then it's not fun. They are heavy. Still today, or still recently, people have had those big oh, TVs. Oh, yeah, I mean, because, you know, still, they don't die, those old TVs. They that do one not, finally died. They do not, a lot of them do not fucking die. I mean, my family had that TV for like. I saw 17, 18 years by the time we You may think I, I sound like an old person, but God, that they do not make TVs like they, I mean, they, oh, they don't they take look, make they technology like yeah, that every, anymore. No, nothing, nothing lasts. Nothing lasts. It's all cheapo. But anyway, yeah, I loved the ending. I love a final girl. And I guess Randy is our final boy. Dewey's a final boy. I was so happy Dewey didn't die, which I guess I knew he wasn't going to die also. Yeah, I would say Sydney's really our really Our, our true final fight. girl. Yeah, because yeah, they were only really after her in that scene. They weren't yeah. after the other people They were just on in the way. Yeah, they were just casualties. But I loved it. I thought it was very entertaining. I was scared in the mood of like i said i do not like home invasion i that freaks me out that's my worst nightmare it's probably one of my irrational fears is being i I think actually that is a rational fear is getting broken in on and killed or raped or murdered or whatever that is one of my biggest fears now i feel like it's just like eh, i mean i wouldn't call it irrational but now i feel like today it's just like well if I go to the supermarket, am I going to die from a mass shooting today? I feel like that's Oof. what it is now. Yeah, that's not an irrational fear now. That's scary. Well, I feel like that's what's replaced it, like, really. And it's funny because there's some... Well, I will probably touch on it when we get to Scream 6, but in the Scream 6 trailer that's out, Ghostface, like, uses a gun, and people are like, that's not why Ghostface would never do that. And it's like... I'm like, well, I mean, he kinda, he's kind of keeping yeah. up with the times. Like, we're. I don't think it matters what kind of people aren't really going around. We we don't even we don't even really have we don't really have garage. we don't really have serial killers anymore. We just have people go out now. People go out and just like shoot a bunch of people and get it out. You know, all at once. Yeah, and then conclude it with like shooting themselves or something. But yeah, I I really enjoyed it. What? It, how did you think about this this no, screening? I still, I still love it. I liked it. This is the first. Mm, no, this is not the first time since I saw it in theaters in 21. But I like... I was getting... I don't know, I was getting a little worried. I, I think the last time I saw it, I just, like, I saw it as... I saw it, like, all of its its meta 
humor references. I was like, oh god, can you trace the? Can you can you trace this to like this fucking comedy black hole we're in all the way back to Scream? And like, I just saw like, oh like, oh god, some of these jokes are are cringy. But like, honestly, I don't mind them. But honestly, stuff. like, they're so they're so like throwaway lines. Yeah, like, it doesn't matter. It's not. It's not like it's like a big piece of the dialogue that they're talking yeah. about. It. You're you're right. It's a throwaway line. And so like last time I was starting to think like, oh god, do it. Like, are these, do I not enjoy Scream anymore? No, it's 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 still it's still phenomenal. F- really, really great. I I loved it. Still one of my, I don't know. It it I don't want to say one of my favorite scary movies, but it it's somewhere. This up one there. has it's this... four. I, I give it four and a half out of five stars. Oh yeah, four and a half out of five. I thought you were gonna go five out of five. I, I'm too scared to give something a five out of five. Why? I'll be. Can there be a perfect movie? I I just I don't maybe Scream Two might be better for me. I there don't know. Some people, what am I supposed to some do? Some people prefer Scream Two. See, Get, wait till I watch Scream Two and maybe I'll give that a five <laughs> out of five. Who knows? I'm gonna stick with four out of, four and a half out of five. There's okay. always room for improvement. Maybe I'll <laughs> I'll knock off a half a point because of the sound. I do the, think the that score of the movie. I haven't seen everything that Kevin Williamson wrote, but we gotta watch Dawson's Creek. You're gonna hate it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel love like. It. He peaked with his. He, he's still great. Like he, like I said, we both like loved Sick. Yeah, oh, I, I just, love I just Sick. feel like man, he just really, he like peaked with Scream and like I don't know. It's hard. I mean, like it's just it's so hard because it's like such a. It's such a good culture, movie. Yeah, it's such a it's it's a great movie and it's so historically and culturally yeah. important that it's like I don't like. Yeah, I it's agree. hard to live up. Like it's hard to get another hit like that ever again. I agree. Yeah. So next week are we doing Scream too? Yeah. Exciting. Yeah, like I said, we're, we're on the road to it's it's scream all scream and through Yay. March tenth. I mean, ask me in a couple of weeks if I'm tired of scream. I'll probably say yes. Like I got so sick of Halloween, but we'll see. I don't think you're gonna be I think, as sick. I think I got so sick of Halloween because it was all three of the David Gordon Green. Oh, four. No, four? three. There's three. three. There's three. Remember, Kills it's just ends. a trilogy. Kills ends in Halloween 2018. Yeah. Okay, yeah. And no. we, did, we, we, did we did five Halloween movies. We just... It's going to be interesting because we're going to do the same... We're going to do one more Scream movie. I know. That's what I'm scared of. But I think this will be better because I'm not jumping... Well, no. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be jumping years in the future. I, I don't know. Well, we'll see. yeah, but it's not going to be like... I'm not going to have to be like, okay... Halloween Scream Two doesn't exist. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> true. There's not going to be all of these. Oh, and and then and then like Ghostface, he's a god. He... he he's now Ghost Arm, and he wears the mask on his elbow. <laughs> <laughs> he does all the kills from waist down. Um, no, yeah. I'm not. Uh, I'm, I'm like, and now and now Sydney's his his sister. Like, it's yeah, gonna... <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's not going to. Oh be wait, like no, that. Sydney's not his sister now. Because we... remember, <laughs> Scream Two doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> okay uh, yeah i'm excited for next week yeah so uh follow us on twitter instagram finally girl pod subscribe on wherever you get your podcasts rate us rate us comment on wherever you get your podcasts wherever podcasts are sold <laughs> wherever podcasts are sold not viewed just listened to yeah we're not we're not making the foray into video just, just yet, yet. <laughs> All right. All right. See you next week.